Hello guys and welcome back to episode number 16 of the Tom and Rory Talk Show. Um, I'm joined with Tom Mangan, as usual, my co-host. Pleasure to be back, Rory. Happy to be back on the podcast. It is great to be back. We're sorry about the the, the absence of uploads, um, but we did have an episode planned a while ago and that corrupted and then we've been quite busy. Um, today's episode, we are talking all things Tottenham, um, specifically where... Harry Kane may go and who should replace him. Um, we're then going to move on to whether Mourinho should stay and if not, who should replace Jose and then also where else Tottenham need to improve for next season. Now, there is only... Well, there's there's a couple people we could have got on for Tottenham, but there's there's only one man you can really go to if, um, if you want controversial takes and good football knowledge on Tottenham, you have to go and yeah. speak to Daniel Taze. So that's who we have joining us today on today's episode. How are you, Daniel? It's great to be back on the Tom and Rory talk show. It's, yeah. great, to, it's great to have you back. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not good circumstances. <laughs> yeah, it's... We're finding ourselves in. <laughs> Obviously. You know, imagine, like, yeah, imagine, like, in the last episode that we did with Max and, Rory, Max and Daniel Rory, and then, like, both, I don't think any of us would have envisioned Arsenal to be mid-table and Tottenham to be not too far behind at this stage of the season. But here we are, so let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we were kind of that episode is funny because we were kind of on the working on the basis that both of them, with the changes or or with next season, would be challenging for the top four. But I suppose Tottenham are still potentially in the hunt. I mean, Daniel, uh, a quick first question: Do you see Tottenham? With any chance of getting top four? Um, well, we're six points behind now. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. But no, I, I can't see us getting top four. Yeah. Not with with Chelsea, Leicester. In the, I mean, Leicester are dropping off, but West Ham as well. Yeah. yeah Liverpool are above you guys as well. I think yeah, there's just there's like, too there's many teams, teams in front. In yeah. Two spots. Yeah. There's just, there's just too many good teams that are better than us. We're not good enough. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, that's why Harry Kane wants to leave. So, oh, no. <laughs> starting. Not my favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's Twitter name was King Kane for for so long. Are you gonna have to change your handle um, if Kane leaves? Is that... No, no, I'm gonna keep it for the, for the culture. <laughs> so, our first topic of discussion is. And again, we are working on the basis that Harry Kane will leave in the summer. Obviously, Sky Sports reporting in the last week that he will hand in a transfer request if they don't finish in the top four. Um, And I don't think any of us really see that happening. So, with that in mind, I'm going to start with Tom. Where should Harry Kane go? Well, I think, first of all, Harry Kane... He's been more than serviceable to Tottenham. So, like, I think he's done his time there. And I think it's time for him to move on and really push on with his career and start picking up the trophies that a player of his calibre deserves. Yeah. I think that's important to say. So, whilst there may be Tottenham fans of it, I don't think the Tottenham fans will be too angry at Kane for this. But I think a player of his quality, just it's unjustifiable for him to not be in the Champions League. So, um, yeah, I think Harry Kane, he needs to move on. I think the best club for him would be Manchester City. Because mm-hmm. you know, obviously they're looking to replace Aguero, find a new num- a new number nine, and obviously, very rich club should be able to afford him. And I think he'd be perfect for that team. You know, I think he's very, very technically proficient, and whilst his playmaking um, 
I don't know, like, some people may raise the point that his playmaking may interfere with um, the Bruyners and all the midfielders and wingers that are playmaking. Maybe they just want a pure goal scorer, but Harry Kane can be that if you want him to be. Yeah. And and he can be playing in everyone else as well, all them off the ball runs that City are doing with Foden and Sterling. And I think he'd be perfect for that team just because he's an amazing finisher. And a lot of the time, Manzi are in possession, so you're not really in desperate need of a quick forward who's going to be running the channels and like just playing on the shoulder. I think Manzi are going to be in possession a lot. Harry Kane, he's perfect for that. He's a brilliant passer, brilliant shooter, just like a world-class striker. Like in my opinion, if you're saying he's anything less than top three strikers in the world, you're lost. So I think Harry Kane will be perfect for Man City. I think if Man City aren't going to go for him, I think if Mbappe did leave PSG. That sort of Kane and Pochettino reunion yeah. could work out pretty well. So I think PSG may be sniffing around if Mbappe does leave this summer, which is starting to be rumoured. But I think I think Man City is the best club for him, especially if he wants to go for that Alan Shearer record uh, um, for the Premier League goals, which he does have a chance of breaking if he stays fit and goes to a team as good as Man City. Yeah. So I think Man City number one should be for Kane, and I think PSG, if he can't go there, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel, where should Harry Kane go? No, I definitely think that Kane wants to like break all the, the English records. Yeah. So he'd want to stay in the Premier League. And the only club that I can see affording him are Man City. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to shell out like 120 mil. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So I'd look at PSG as well. Yeah. Uh, get, get him reunited with Poch. Get a few easy leagues. I mean, PSG aren't running away with the title this season. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lille, didn't they lose to Lille recently? Trophy. Yeah, they did. Did. Yeah, but you are, I mean, yeah, you are guaranteed, yeah. you are guaranteed um, trophies. I'd look at Real Madrid as well, but they've they've still got Benzema, mm-hmm. who's still at the top of his game. There is a, the problem with with Kane is he's going to be so expensive. And yeah. just in this current market, like I can't see anyone shelling out 120 mil. What Levy's going to demand? But yeah, I'd look at City if I was him. Mm-hmm. There's been talk about United as well. Yeah. But I don't know about United. Oh, I don't know. I, I think he'd I think he'd want to go United. Yeah. Because it's like it's, it's a historical British club. Mm-hmm. I think he'd want to go there more than City. Yeah. Really? But, but would it be yeah. would it be the best decision in terms of trophies? No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't. So but it's just that like United can afford him. Yeah. Like, the thing is with United as well. You know, United they love that sort of landmark Galactico signing in recent years. And yeah, Kane would be just that. Oh, would, like, he'd be selling out all shirts. Do you think? Do you think Kane, Kane? Do you think Kane fires them to trophies? Is Kane the missing link? Yeah, I think Kane could 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 bring them twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, um, I don't. I think obviously Harry Kane is going to improve any team he goes. Tom to has a win. massive Man United agenda. Before before Tom, just before <laughs> just before he 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 ruins United. Remember that he has a massive Man United agenda. I think, no, honestly, I do think Harry Kane is improving any team in the world if yeah. he goes there. Probably mm-hmm. maybe apart from Bayern Munich because they got Lewandowski. Maybe, but even then, you could argue he improves them as well. Yeah. So obviously, Kane's going to improve any team he goes to, and I think. He would be taking Man, Man United to a title challenge, yeah. at the very least. Would yeah. they win it? Uh, it's difficult to say for me. I think I just think um, Man City is a much more functional club, a much more well-run club. And I just think Man City will be way more um, 
it would just be the way smarter move than Man United. But yeah, I if agree. Kane did if if Kane did go to Man United and bring them back, Lord, bring them back to the glory days, then that arguably enhances his legacy, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, even more. Just because Man United, like Daniel said, most historic British club, and you know if he can bring them, you know, number twenty one, and bring them back to the glory days of Sir Alex. Yeah, because that would be more memorable. Um, yeah, winning winning a title at United than than City. Because City have won so many recently, like it'd be way more memorable. But I guess Kane just wants to get titles on the table. Yeah, well, it would have been memorable winning the title at Spurs, but he's failed yeah, to do that. So I think he might. I think yeah. I think he might have that reluctance. I mean, I I think the only two clubs. I mean, I was reading in the Independent yesterday that Kane wants a Manchester move, like he wants to stay in England, and I just feel like um, British players are. Quite, I feel like British players are traditionally quite poor at moving abroad or taking opportunities to move abroad. And I think that's that's always kind of embedded in the minds of foreign clubs anyway, because I don't feel like foreign clubs like Real Madrid or Barcelona or even, you know, Bayern Munich, Juventus, they don't tend to go after British talent. I think it's quite rare for them to do so. They go for foreign players in the Premier League, but they don't typically go after British talent. Um, so I just don't see Kane going to... Um, I just see him going to a Manchester club, I think. I think PSG would be a good move if Mbappe was to leave and, you know, a reunion with Poch, maybe getting Delhi to fly out to Paris as well. Um, getting oh, getting the man, old... <laughs> Daniel would literally... You'd become a blimmin' PSG fan. <laughs> um, no, that would actually be so... Yeah. That would actually be so good. Yeah, no, I think, I think that could maybe happen, but I think it's a bit speculative. I agree with you, Daniel. I don't think he'd go to Real because I think they've got... I think they're quite happy with Benzema. And, yeah, um, I was going to say Barca. Yeah. Barca need a line. Yeah, Barca... Barcelona is just a graveyard at the moment. Whoever yeah. goes there dies. I yeah. don't think that's a smart move then. Yeah, I think they can't even afford him. Anyway. Yeah, they probably... I mean, they're Wenger... Yeah, Wenger was saying about how their debt is just, like, disgraceful and it shouldn't be allowed, basically. I mean, I think Kane... I don't know. I mean, Kane, United or City, I think... I agree with what you said, Tom. I think we think of Kane as a creative like a, a creative force as well as a goal scorer and that's definitely true but I think what you said as well about how like his bread and butter is still scoring goals yeah he needs to stick to his roots yeah and if you look at like I know Daniel will know about kind of Kane 16, 17 and 17, 18 seasons like Kane was mm. kind of Kane scored 29 and then scored 30 the next season in the league yeah playing a lot around in the final third and um so I think Kane can like Kane's a phenomenal goal scorer I don't think you need him to do the creative creative stuff I think he's done it I think he's done it for England and Tottenham because there's a bit of a creative void in both of those yeah. teams um yeah exactly um and obviously you know Bruno and KDB have got like the best creative numbers in the league so I think if he goes to either of them he's going to have the chances you know they're the top two creators of big chances in the league most final third passes per 90 best key passes per 90 so whichever one he goes to I think he'll get a lot of chances I think City is probably the more obvious one just because United their whole striker situation is a bit up in the air at the moment whether they see Martial as the number nine we don't really know whether Cavani is going to renew his deal we don't know but I think even if Cavani renews his deal United should should still go for Kane um, and I think it would be, I think it would improve United more than it would City. But at the same time, I think City makes more sense for Kane if he wants to win trophies. That would be yeah, my summary of events. 
Mm-hmm. I think the Real Madrid one, I think the Real Madrid one, obviously it would be a big move for Harry Kane to go out there. Yeah. But I just don't, I just don't see it meshing that well. I think Zidane's quite happy with like, sort of his old boys club in yeah. a way with like, yeah. Cruz, Modric, Casemiro just haven't been replaced. Benzema just hasn't been replaced. He's quite, I know Ramos and Varane have been uh, injured in the Champions League, but when they're fit, he's quite happy to sit with them and carve out and plays like that. So I don't think, Zidane's really looking for an out-and-out number nine like Harry Kane at the moment, I think. Yeah, because he didn't... He passed his... Wrong, yeah. then Zidane's just going to revert to Benzema. Yeah. Why not? It's brought him a lot of success. Yeah. So, no, I agree I think, with that. Because I think he's quite poor... Well, not poor at integrating talent, but he doesn't seem to want to integrate new new talent. So yeah, I think exactly. you've got that spot think, on. Yeah, you know, Barcelona's a great good guy for talent <laughs> at the moment. So I just don't think that's really going to work. Juve, I mean... Why would you go Juve at the moment as well? Like, yes. just, and Bayern, Bayern aren't going to move. Like, they have no reason to move on from Lewandowski mm-hmm. at the moment. He's very settled mm-hmm. there. He's scoring goals. So I think really the, the clubs that are potentially going to be good for Kane is PSG if Mbappe goes. Mm-hmm. And then one of the two Manchester clubs for me. I think those are the only real options for Kane. Yeah. Do you think... Um... Do you think it depends a bit if Haaland was to go to one of the Manchester clubs? Do you, do you think it's it's going to be a straight shootout between the two of them for um, Kane and Haaland and whoever? Like, do you think Kane or Haaland goes to one or the other? I think I think if one gets Haaland, the other gets Kane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Tom? The thing is, I don't think I don't think Man City are going to touch Haaland with a guard just because I think the thing with Man City is they don't tend to spend like they spend a lot of money but they don't tend to go for big like over yeah. 100 million signings yeah, yeah. and also so Haaland and Kane are going to be that so I'm not even sure if Man City or Man, Man City will go for Kane yeah. but especially Haaland because Man City just um, don't want anything to do with Mina Raiola mm-hmm. so like I don't really same with United, United, isn't it? Well, I think United United don't want to deal with him, but at the same time they're willing to they deal would. they're willing to deal with the devil if it means they get the player they want. Because obviously, even before, I mean United United kind of bottled the the Haaland signing before. They had the opportunity, they had the disagreements with Raiola, um, and that kind of stopped them from pushing the deal through and he went to Dortmund instead. So I mean that that I feel like the Haaland deal. There's always that going to be hanging over United. The fact that they have already messed up the deal once. Whether they really want to enter into negotiations again, and I think Raiola is a big is a big problem there. But also, I could see Haaland more readily going to a PSG or a Real Madrid. Um, then yeah, I agree. And obviously, his father and Raiola have spoken to Madrid, Barcelona. They met with United, I think, in London. Um, I'm not sure if they've spoken to City, um, but I'd, I've, I'd actually agree with Daniel because I think if one, I, I think if one gets Haaland, I think the other one will get Kane because I just don't see. I, I, I was watching a video um, on who can afford Haaland and where it would be most plausible for him to end up, and they were saying the two Manchester clubs, um, and I just think both of them need strikers, so it makes sense for them to, to you know, be in a straight shootout for the top two, really, other than Lewandowski. I, I think I might be wrong with this, but I do. I did think that City had like a sort of strict policy of don't deal with me now. Right? I'm not sure. To, I don't know to be honest. I, so I really I don't, don't know. I don't think Man City. They've just been such a well-run club and, yeah. uh, over the last couple, last ten years. They've just been so efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see Man City really um, budging from their policies. Uh, I think Man United would go for Haaland if he was available, but um, 
I really don't see Man City going for Haaland. I think Haaland will end up at Real Madrid or Barcelona yeah. if he goes anywhere. And I think it's even questionable, even if Tottenham don't get top four, whether Kane will go. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, who's going to be able to afford him at the moment? That's like, what I'm saying, right? And he's well, got I a long... I can't see anyone affording mm-hmm. him in this market. How long has he got left on his deal, Daniel? I think... It's a long four years. Four years. He's, he's, four years. He's, he's, he's sound like a six-year deal or something. Three years. Oh, three or four years. Yeah. So three or four years left on his deal, and Levy traditionally hard to negotiate with. I just think I think this will get into this situation quite a lot now in the modern game because of the extortionate fees that are being charged. You're going to see a lot more players um, running down their deals, maybe, or not committing to long-term contracts because of the the sheer. Um, the sheer volume of fees that are being demanded for players but so what would the conclusion be Tom where 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 should he go City I think Kane if he's I think if he wants to break English records put a lot of titles on the table and go down as one of the greatest strikers in Premier League history City is the club for that just because he'll pick up multiple Premier League titles potentially a Champions League but City have kind of been serial bottlers in the Champions League we'll see if they do it this year yeah but um I think City will be the smartest move. I think if he can bring Man United back to the glory days, that would be a very, very big achievement. But I think, realistically, I think City or PSG are the clubs for Harry Kane if he goes anywhere. And I'm not 100% convinced he does go this summer, but we'll see. Daniel? Go to PSG and win all the trophies <laughs> you want. <laughs> um, Levy also, also said he doesn't want to sell to, um, to a rival. anyone in the Premier League. Yeah. So... But yeah, I think I think Kane should go go one of the Manchester clubs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm gonna say I think where where he should go, where he will go, I think he should go to Man City. But I just feel like I feel like he's gonna end up at United. You know, I feel like United will just will get this one over the line. Um, I've just got a feeling yeah, about it. I, I think I do agree with that. You know. Yeah, I just it's just the it's English romanticism that United love, and you know. <laughs> I just I just see them getting it done. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I'm confident in Ed Woodward getting a deal done, but I just I just think Kane Nah the thing is Woodward would definitely want, want Kane. Yeah, he will want Kane. Can you imagine the scenes if Woodward gets Kane and then he'd just be like, No one can chat to me ever again about not delivering <laughs> <laughs> The thing is Kane is certified like in my opinion, I'd be like completely shocked if Kane didn't work out wherever he went. Yeah. Him. Because I just think he's a world-class striker. Obviously, you've got the problem with injuries a little bit. But I just think Kane, like, he's guaranteed... He's got the bottle gene, though. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But um, I think I think he's sort of guaranteed success wherever he goes. Kane, yeah. And he's going to score goals and be a world-class striker. That he is. So, yeah. on that note, who should replace him at Tottenham? Daniel Taze. Well, if you're, if you're going to get upwards of... 120 mil yep. for Kane. Mm-hmm. I I can't see anyone, any striker that's going to directly replace him. So you got to get you got to get a few players in, yeah. Yep. To replace him. Mm-hmm. So first player I'll go for is Jack Grealish. Ooh, that is a really good shout, you know. You, playing false nine, and have <laughs> Son running running ahead of him. Oh. It'd actually be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get Neto something like well, this. Neto. Pedro Neto. Yeah, I like that Pedro shout. Neto, it's a good shout. Good shout. So you're saying get Grealish and change the system to a false nine? Well, that is just not going to happen, is Yeah, it? but... Well, I then have Neto on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an interesting uh, shout. I suppose... Yeah, we'll... I'm trying to think, like, what strike is that? There's Pats and Dakar at... Um... 
Salzburg. Salzburg. Yeah. He's he's been. But I don't know if he's good enough to to replace Kane. Yeah, I mean, the I think I think Daka's Daka's numbers plummeted a bit in the Champions League. Like his numbers are really good in the Austrian Bundesliga. I think he's got the last time I checked, he had twenty goals in eighteen games, and I think he had five assists as well. But in the Champions League, I think he only played four of the games in the group, and he scored one. But his numbers were like flatlined as well. So I don't know what you were going to say, Tom. It could be, it could be the thing with this Kane situation is like from a Spurs perspective is like I agree with Daniel. Like you're not replacing Kane with one player. It's just yeah, you're not really doable. Yeah. The only striker that I thought, the only striker that I thought. It's a bit ambitious and probably wouldn't be able to go over the line. Lukaku, if you've got that much money for Kane, no, yeah, like, yeah. I just doubt they're getting him. I just really doubt they're I just think Lukaku, for me as well, that would just be a downgrade for him. Yeah, why would he, go, why would he come to Spurs? <laughs> yeah. It would be a downgrade for him. He's winning the league at Inter. Yeah, and also yeah, he's he's on, I know he's on City's list. Um and potentially on Barcelona's list as well. I think their backup to Haaland is Lukaku. So, um, but yeah, I think that's that would be a good shout. But I just don't see it happening. Maybe Tottenham a few years ago could have pulled that off, but I just don't see them doing it now. So for me, and that's in this scenario, in this yeah. like current climate, I think that's probably the only striker where they could just sign one player and sort of move on from Kane. Mm-hmm. But even then, it'd yeah. be a downgrade. So. Really? I thought, my, I was gonna say I have one for one player, and then I have a few. So I, I have one for one player, and then if we go to like more broader options, when we move into like where else do they need to improve? My one player would be, but I don't see this happening again. Would be Memphis Depay. Um, would be the 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 direct replacement. I think you could potentially get because his numbers are quite similar to Kane. He's created more chances than Kane this season. 18 goals, 9 assists in all competitions. He Similar shot numbers, 3.4 per 90. Um, Kane's averaging around that 4 shots per 90. Um, but also, I just think Depay oozes class. Good penalty taker. Captain uh, Leon. So he, he, you know, Kane would leave a bit of a void potentially of leadership. Um, Depay would slot straight in. And he's 27, so I think he's matured a lot from that Premier League spell. But... I think he'll go to. I think he'll probably end up at Barca or Juve or somewhere because he's on. He's going to be on a free as well. So I just don't see Tottenham being able to match the kind of wage demands that he might. He might want. Um, so in terms of broader replacements, Tom, who 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 have you got? So one deal that Tottenham have done a lot of the groundwork for already, and I don't think because of that that it should be too difficult a deal to pull off is Paolo Dybala. Yeah, Paolo Dybala. He's been a lot of disillu- disillusioned at Juventus recently, yeah. and like just not been playing. And, you know, Rory likes to remind me a lot that, you know, Dybala was the MVP of Juve last season. Yeah. Or was it the season before? No, nah, he was a so, player of the year at Juve last year. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, clearly, he, it, he's not been, like, rubbish for years. Like, he was great last season. Just been left out by Pirlo for whatever reason this season. So, I think one player... I don't think... Is Dybala going to cost any more than 50, 60 million at the moment? I don't know what his contract situation is, so... I, it, yeah, it, I don't know his contract yeah. situation either to be fair. I, I saw a rumour for 50 to 60 mil. Yeah, I think yeah, that would see, probably I, get him out. I think the baller, I think that would be one player you bring in. Yeah. And then I thought another player who's not really getting the minutes maybe a player of his quality deserves. It would be a pretty risky move, but it could pay off. Mario Riccardi. Ooh. Who doesn't really get played for that's, that's a good and, shout. Know, that's, yeah. that's a shout. That's yeah. a shout. And he's been very prolific over his career. Wherever yeah. Wait, that's guys. actually a shout. I did not think of that. <laughs> I think Akadi is really the one that you want to go for. I think How much do you think he'd be? 
50? How much PSG pay? 50? I don't think they paid more for a lot. Um, I think it was around sure that kind of. I think it was around that mark, like a fifty. The thing is, Icardi doesn't play for PSG anymore. Obviously, with um, Mbappe and Mbappe going through the middle, and then Di Maria and mm-hmm. Traxler on the wings with yeah. the cancer. and he hasn't even got a minute in either of the Champions League quarterfinals. And obviously, Icardi, it's risky business just because of the sort of character he is. It could, it's one you could see go wrong as well. As yeah. Right. But you've got to bring in a goal scorer to replace Kane, and Icardi is definitely that. So I think. If you get a big fee for Kane around the 120 million more, could you bring in Akadi and Dybala? It's ambitious to say the least, but I would be delighted if that happened. Yeah, I, I think like... the problem is the problem you're going to have as well is if you don't get Champions League football, it could be difficult to pull off. But I think if you're looking at two players, probably a little bit ambitious. But I think Akadi and Dybala would be great. Yeah, I think the greedy shout Daniel was brilliant, but. He signed a new deal with Villa recently this season, and like I just don't see happening less than a hundred million. So, yeah. so I guess I, think. I guess if we move, if we move on to the should Mourinho stay, and then we'll go back to where else the Tottenham need to improve. Tom Mangan, Daniel Tays. One second, my brother's calling, me <laughs> and he doesn't realise I'm on the podcast. So I'm just gonna <laughs> let him know. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jay Mang. <laughs> No, Daniel. No, Shocker from Daniel. I'm on the podcast, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, right now. So everyone's listening to you right now. <laughs> so just go back downstairs. Yeah. Alright, I'm back. So, should Mourinho stay? And if not, who should replace him? Daniel Taze, I'll start with you, Tottenham fan. Should there's, Mourinho there's only, stay? There's only one answer to this. There's, there's no way you should stay. Yeah. Like, get him out. I'd get him out now, like, before the cup final. I was actually saying this as well. Get him out before before Bring the... Ryan Mason. <laughs> best no, you know I actually agree with that as well. Because you want... Like, if you want a new manager bounce with a big performance in the final, I think the best way you're going to get a big performance in the final is getting rid of Jose. And, and imagine, <laughs> imagine a new manager bounce. I mean, we could, like, get into the top four with this new manager bounce. Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. Bring in Ryan Mason. I mean, I think if you'd moved on the, if you'd moved earlier, you could have got Tuckle. Um, uh, see, I was saying this for Arsenal as well. Daniel, are you talking about Ryan Mason on the interim or interim, interim, interim? Yeah, okay. Where is Ryan Mason? Is he coaching like the Tottenham Academy? Under eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's decent. He's decent. A Tottenham man, someone who knows the club. Exactly. <laughs> he knows. He knows how to bottle it in big games. But, yeah, I've I've had enough of Mourinho. I said this before on the last podcast, like, I had enough of him. And now I'm just, like, I'm sick to death of him. Yeah. Like, the football he plays, it bores me. I don't want to watch Tottenham anymore. That's how boring <laughs> it is. Like, the way he sets up. Mm-hmm. Were you ever so, really, I don't, were you were never really that in favour of a point in Jose? Well, at the time, I was a bit gassed. I feel like you got you got hyped because I feel like I remember your tweets at the time. Like you were kind of you wanted to believe that Jose was going to yeah. do well. But I thought he changed. He, he fooled us all. Like <laughs> he, he was like, oh, I, I've like I've gone away. I've taken a break. I've revised my playing style. All of yeah. That. All lies. All lies. Like uh, I, I've had enough of him. This this whole his whole tenure has just been awful. I think he's got the worst win. He's got a worst win percentage. I think he's got the worst win and points per game of any manager in the last fifteen years. What at Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah, because that would That's not too hard to believe, just because I think like AVB actually had quite a good record at Tottenham yeah. in terms of points per game. I mean, yeah, Bale carried 
Red yeah. Nap did a good job with Spurs. Yeah, Red Nap did a good job. Get Harry back in. Get Harry back. Oh, I'd, I'd get Harry back. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I think we're all we're we I think we're all agreed that we're all Mourinho, we're all Jose out, um, yeah. and I don't think I think we've all kind of spoken about I think we've spoken about Jose before on this podcast, and I mean I was I was vehemently against Jose being appointed at Tottenham. Um, Tom wasn't, but he's seen the light, um, and so I I think. You know, I, I think we, we're all kind of Jose out. So if we move on to who should replace him, I'll start with I'll start with Tom Mangan. Who should replace Jose Mourinho at Tottenham Hotspur? See, this is a difficult question because I think the best manager available at the moment is um, Max Allegri. Yes. However, I just think it's too similar to mm-hmm. Jose in a way. Yeah. And I just don't think it's a very inspired appointment. Like for Arsenal, I'm thinking Allegri is the man we should go and get. Like, to be honest, everyone of these teams should have got Tuchel when he was available, and Chelsea are now reaping the rewards of that. But yeah. that's been and gone, so you know, no point crying over spilt milk. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the best other manager, the one that I would potentially put a bit of faith in, this might get a few, you know, mm-hmm. sideways looks from you two. Yeah, Maurizio Sarri available. Yeah, I had him I think, written down. No, I think I, I'd actually love that. And I think Sarri, you know. He did a great job with Napoli by all accounts, bringing them nearly to the Scudetto when you know Juve were much better than they are now. Yeah, and they put up a great points tally that year. Eighty-nine points. Chelsea, yeah, it didn't really go to plan, but then they did finish third and win the Europa League and get to Carabao Cup final. So he wasn't terrible by any account. Yeah, and I they think, decimated um, Arsenal in that Europa League final, which, to be honest, yeah, like that was that was so that was, was Sari should go down in history just for that night at Tom Mangan's house. How funny that was for me. Being the only, I think I was the only non-Arsenal fan there. Um, you and Liam Brady. Oh yeah, Liam Brady, Liam Brady as well. And we just watched the madness unfold after that half. After half time, that went. That game went so south so quickly for Arsenal. Um, now, but no, I'd, I, I think Sarri's. I'd, I'll let you keep talking about Sarri if you've got anything more to say, Tom. Well, no, I just think Sarri. I think he's been a, he's been a good manager. Over yeah. His career. Like, even yeah. At Juve, like it didn't go to plan in the Champions League, but they did win the league um, mm-hmm. last season. I yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think Sarri. He's he's quite underrated in my opinion in a lot of lack of respect. I think he's quite disrespected. I think yeah. he's a better word actually. Mm-hmm. So I think Sarri. I think he'd be a good manager for Spurs, and I think um you know certain players would do quite well under Sarri. Particularly, I think. Mbembele would thrive in a possession-based system yeah. where you can get, a, where you can see a lot of the ball and play in maybe a more free role, free eight sort of role. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'd say about, um, about Sari is that um, he's like a specialty manager. He requires like the, the specific personnel. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. You want so like, if you look at all his sides down the years, like apart from the Juve side, I think the Napoli side and the Chelsea side, they had like similar players in each position. Yeah. Yeah. So like you had the the Jorginho, you had the um, you had uh Kovacic in the Hamsit role. The kind of Higuain Hazard playing that sort of false false nine, but and then Higuain coming to Chelsea. Yeah. Like Hante and um Allen. Yeah. Yeah, no. Is, I think, sorry, it may be a bit of a long-term project, which Chelsea didn't seem to understand. Yeah. I'd, I'd welcome sorry. But See, would you I be willing to give him time, time Daniel? Go ahead, sorry. Would you, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Would you be willing to give him time, Daniel? Yeah, I would. Yeah. If he's if he shows signs of promise, then yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. 
I just think if you give Sorry a few transfer windows to get in his personnel and get sort of the players he wants, like obviously he's this that's sort of where the Dybala shout comes from as well because obviously yeah. Dybala got player of the year under Sorry and was excellent. Yeah. Players. So I think um, you know there's a if you if you give him time to get it right and put in a proper system, I think Endebelli would be excellent under Sorry. I really do. Yeah. And I think if you get the right personnel, I think it would. I think it would take quite a lot of undoing because it's obviously a very different style to Jose. Mm-hmm. But I think he's probably the best available manager at the moment. I think uh, the other manager I'd written down, but I just don't think it would be a great appointment. Uh, Jardine available. Yeah, yeah. Jardine did a good job with Monaco, but I just, I'm just not convinced because they had a lot of good players in that team. Mm-hmm. So I think Sarri's the one you go for. I think Allegri's probably the best manager on the market, like I said. However, I just think he's too similar to Jose and I think you want something a bit different at the mm-hmm. Spurs at the moment so I think uh, sorry is the one you go for what do you guys think DT who have you got um, well there's a few yep but I'd look into um, the availability of uh, Julian Nagelsmann yeah at Leipzig yep because apparently there's like uh, people in the Tottenham Tottenham hierarchy that that see him as like the next the next big thing so do I yeah. He's only like 30, 33. Yeah, he's very um, young. Very young. And um, and, and apparently he likes the look of Tottenham as well. I don't know if that's true, but I'd look into the availability of Nagelsmann mm-hmm. and he'd be my first choice because I think he's, he's a lot like Poch. Yeah. But also quite different as well. Mm-hmm. He likes that pressing style. That three at the back energetic. as well. Yeah, the three at the back. I think he'd be perfect for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. For a rebuild as well. Yeah. About what we need. Mm-hmm. He'd be perfect See, for us. Just quickly before you move on, I just think the thing with Nagelsmann is I think Flick has now said he's leaving yeah. for managing Germany and so on. Yeah, I but think just the natural order of Bayern Munich just eating everything that's good in the Bundesliga is going to um, continue and Nagelsmann. But he turned he turned the Bayern job down before. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll take it now. I, I, d- I don't know because I, I, I don't know if he will. Because he because he he when he left Hoffenheim or when he. Um, was going to leave Hoffenheim he had Bayern and Leipzig on the table and he took the Leipzig job I think who I think someone who might end up at Bayern is Jurgen Klopp oh nah I don't think so I think Klopp will stay at Liverpool mm-hmm. and I just see them sticking with him do you think Joachim Lowe could maybe do a job at Bayern yeah yeah he probably would be no way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way what about I think he's doing a job no Really? I think you would do. Do you think they'd maybe go back for um? Do you think they maybe go back for Ten Hag? Nah, I yeah. think Ten Hag the hype kind of died there. Do you think Daniel they would? Did you say? I'd I'd look at Ten Hag for Tottenham. Yeah, was he on your list or have you just thought of him now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. I did think about him. Yeah, but he he wasn't second. Second on my list, I'd say Scott <laughs> Parker. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he, he played for Tottenham, so he knows the club. Yep. And he has got a very good style of football. From whenever, whenever I watch Fulham, like I'm always impressed with their yeah their ability. To be fair as their, well, their I think yeah, I think at Fulham as well. I think I I had them kind of nailed on for relegation just because of how poor their squad was. But he's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot out of that squad. But you were saying about patterns of play and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, whenever I watch Fulham, I'm always like, wow. How's he getting? How's he getting these these players to play like this? Yeah. Because I remember. The thing was, is, with, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. Yeah. Go on, sorry. Oh no! What I was gonna say is just with Parker. Like, 
I think you make it. I, I don't think Fulham's squad is as bad as what you guys are saying it is. I think there's quite a lot of quality in that squad. To be fair, I mm-hmm. think you got Lookman, who's quite a good player. Mitrovic, I know he doesn't always play, but he's he's a goal scorer from when they were last in the Prem. And I think you got players like Angisa, Frankie Anderson's a good player. I think I don't think they're as bad as what you're making out. Obviously, Loftus Cheek's also a good player. Mm-hmm. And I think are you really going to go for a manager that might get relegated this season? Is that really? I, I, I kind of agree with you. I like Scott Park and I like the way Fulham play, but it could work. But for me, I think you're looking a bit higher if you're talking yeah. than a manager who's getting relegated. But I say. Um, yeah, you look at Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. You look at Ralph Ragnick. Mm-hmm. I think Ragnick's an interesting shout, actually. Would you want to talk a bit about Ragnick, Daniel? Um, well, I know that he's... Um, wasn't he the director of football? Yeah, yeah. He's so, I think if you... What you could do is bring in Nagels and then bring him in as a DOA. I think that would work brilliantly, but... but I know if Levy yeah. would do that. Well, I think... Didn't Levy, didn't they have um, thingy, Paul Mitchell from, did they get yeah. Paul Mitchell from Leipzig or did Paul Mitchell go to Leipzig I after? Think he went to Leipzig after. Yeah, so there's clearly a bit of a, like a Tottenham-Leipzig history in yeah. terms of boardrooms and everything. So I, I I think maybe you could see it see it coming about, but um, I think Ragnick would be interesting because he, he, I don't know how good he is as a as a manager because I don't think Leipzig did incredibly when he was in charge of like the first eleven, but I think he's now like overall sporting director at the at, at um, Red Bull. So like he manages a lot of the um he manages like the the movement between the clubs and the clubs like overall project. So obviously with Salzburg, Leipzig, and uh, the Red Bulls. What about um what about one of your personal favorites, Jesse Marsh, Daniel? Oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Jesse Marsh. Yeah. At Salzburg, yeah. he's done a great job there. I think, yeah, I think he'd do a great job at Tottenham. I don't know if he might need um, another stepping stone club. Yeah. To see how how good he really is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been whenever I watched them in the Champions League, I've been really impressed. Yeah, they play very. They're they're, they're quite fast, and it, it's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a, a, a like a very press uh, heavy press kind of system, um, very fluid. Yeah. Um, and like I think lots, that's what we need back at Tottenham. Yeah. Potchball. Potch. Just bring Potch back. <laughs> <laughs> he's had his break. He can come back now. Uh, nah, he's going for Champo. That, that was now. such a mistake to sack Potch. I'm sorry. I think he was kind of... Me and Tom had a discussion about this on the phone the other day. I think it was probably time... I think his time was no potentially way. up. But... He didn't He didn't get, a, get um, a player in the transfer window for free windows. Yeah, that is that. Do you know what? Like, honestly, I forget about that. About his net, the net spend, like, and everything. But I think, I think Poch probably needed a break. I don't. I, I think he just needed a break. Whether, and you can't like kind of give a manager like six months of like gardening leave or whatever. But I think that would have been like the ideal thing to do. Like, give him a season off or something. Because you saw even in his interviews in the lead up to the Champions League final, he was kind of saying about how. If if they won the Champions League, he would re- potentially resign. No, he saw and... all of this coming. Like, yeah, yeah. He saw it. I mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But if if Levy backed him in 2017, we would have created a dynasty. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people forget as well. And like the the season where, and I was going to come on to this a bit 
Well, I suppose I'll give you. Shall I give you guys my manager shout? It's someone that you guys yeah, yeah. that you haven't mentioned, so I'm I'm quite happy that no one mentioned him. My yeah. shout for manager would be Julian Lopetegui. Ooh. Because. Well, you say it's you say it's uninspiring, but he won the Europa. He won so Julian Lopetegui, yeah. Julian Lopetegui, Julian Lopetegui won the Europa League with Sevilla last season. This season they are fourth, um, but they're only six points off the top. It's very congested in the top four in Spain. Also, one of the things I think that's very underrated about Poch's teams is Poch built a brilliant defense. Um, the season where Tottenham hit 86 points, they only conceded 26 goals. And I think one of the problems with this Mourinho team is they've been littered with defensive errors and defensive mistakes. Now, you look at the players that Lopetegui integrated at Sevilla, the likes of Jules Kunde, who's probably the most in-demand centre-half in Europe at the moment, um, Diego Carlos, Sergio Reguilón, who he's already worked with, he, he brought to Sevilla on loan. Um, the likes of he's been getting a lot out of the likes of Fernando, Joan Jordan, um, and they also lost Ben Yedda, and he's brought in that, that or they've had this El Nasiri guy who's been doing really well this season. But he's just integrated so many players. They're in a title race. They got they were unlucky not to get through to the Copa del Rey final, and he's won a Europa League there, all in the space of two seasons. Um, and I think he's probably harshly kind of. His record is tarnished by his spell at um, Real Madrid and the controversy with his, you know, spell at Spain. But I think at Sevilla, he has proven he can build a top defence. And I think without kind of sacrificing too much going forward. Um, so I think Lopetegui would be my number one choice because they've won Europa League. They play a really good style of football with also a rock solid defence. And I think the, my big thing would be addressing the defence at Tottenham. Um the other names that I had written down were, I mean, Ernesto Valverde, who I admittedly kind of um, criticised almost every week he was at Barcelona. But I think if you're looking for someone who could pick up the mantle, playing this a similar style of football, maybe a bit more on the front foot, um, but play, still playing quite conservative um, and maybe winning trophies... You could look to Valverde, potentially did quite a good job at Bilbao before he went to Barca as well, which I think probably shouldn't be underestimated. And in the respect of the last five, six years, maybe has done quite a good job uh, compared to other Barcelona managers. I had Allegri written down, but again, I crossed him out for the same reasons that Tom did. I had Sarri and Rogers also written down, but Lopetegui would be my number one. Um, another guy I wanted to mention, maybe just float the name around, was Lucien Favre, but I don't think someone who sat by Dortmund should really be taken over at Tottenham. Um, but yeah, Lopetegui would be my pick for manager. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's and it, it would come with a bit of a change in style, but I actually think the playing squad would be suited well enough to... Um, I, especially the midfield, I think, would be suited very well to Lopetegui's style of football. Um the only thing is, obviously, when we move on to this, where else do Tottenham need to improve? I've got quite a few players that I'd want to bring in. So, yeah, Lopetegui would be my shout. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair shout, but for me, I think I think um, Sari is probably a better choice for me personally. I think Lopetegui, now you've gone through his sort of achievements, mm-hmm. it does sound a little bit better. But for me, I think Sari is the one you go for. Yeah, I, agree with uh, I think I think if Rogers was available, you get him. But I just don't. I don't think Rogers. I, I I think Rogers. I just don't see him move into Tottenham. Yeah, I think I think 
you know, you're not going to get them out of Leicester, especially if they get like top four or something. Spurs in the Europa League just wouldn't happen, in my opinion. So, yeah. I mean, Rogers, if he was available, I'd that'd be probably my number one choice. Yeah. If, but, um, if you can get Nagelsmann out of Leipzig, yeah. go for Nagelsmann. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah obviously. But I just, but, I don't know. For me, I just see him going fine. But, yeah. I don't really. Yeah. No, I I mean I would go I'd 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 go Lopetegui just because um they've only conceded 24 goals this season as well in La Liga. Um and that was with conceding 3 in their last game. So they got they've got the second best defense in La Liga behind Atletico who are consistently watertight. I mean maybe Diego Simeone might want to <laughs> might want to leave Atletico. No, um, thank you. <laughs> I, I but think again, it's just too similar. It's too similar. Yeah, it's too similar. We want attacking football. So, with that in so Tom, who are you saying for manager? Mirce, sorry. Daniel. If you get if you can get an Augustman, I'll get an Augustman. Yeah. If not Sari, mm-hmm. or I'll try to go for Rogers. Yeah, mine would be so. Yeah, my first choice would be Lopetegui. But he's also signed a new deal recently, so I think if you couldn't get Lopetegui, I'd be I'd go with Sarri as well. I think um, just because I think there's a bit of a rebuild that needs to be done. Anyway, onto the onto the bit of the podcast that I think I've been looking forward to the most. Um, where else do Tottenham need to improve? Daniel, I'm, I'll start with you. What positions do you think Tottenham? I, I mean, I, I, there there could be a lot of positions, but what positions do you think Tottenham need to improve on? Definitely the defence, so centre back, yep. goalkeeper, yep. right back. Yeah. All of them need we need new players in those positions. Mm-hmm. I think you want to get a creative midfielder. Yep. And a right winger as well. Yeah. Those are the main mm-hmm. So you're yeah. saying you're saying goalkeeper, right back, centre back, creative midfielder and a right winger. Yeah. Tom, what about you? So I'll go through. We'll go through positions, then we'll go through players that we've picked. Uh, I think I think I'm agreeing with Daniel here. I think um, yeah. the defense is definitely a priority. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think again, you're looking at the thing is Tottenham need a lot in my opinion. I think especially if Kane goes, like I think you probably need a right winger, mm-hmm. maybe a midfielder, and then obviously if Kane goes, a striker, a cam, and then like maybe three defenders. It's like it's. Too much it's to do in one window. Yeah. It's, it's too much to do in one window. I think the sort of priority positions for me mm-hmm. would probably be um, centre back, uh, and then maybe if, especially if Kane goes, you got to replace that immediately. That sort of output. So I think you get whatever combination of like two of uh, striker, cam, and right wing. I think yeah. Two of those. So I went with goalkeeper. I've said two centre backs. I've said a right back and a right winger, but my right winger, the right winger that I picked out, which I won't spoil, um, is quite creative. So, yeah, and also I've I've just for the system that I've envisaged with Lopetegui, because I'm imagining that I'm the director of football. The system that I've envis- envisaged, I've also um, just picked up another midfielder, but um, and obviously Kane going a striker. So I guess we'll talk a bit more about those striking options. Um, well, okay, so we've all got we've all got centre backs. So I guess we'll start off with what centre backs everybody has picked. So I've gone for two, but Daniel, I'll start with you. What centre backs? What centre backs do you have in mind for Tottenham? So I'd look at the likes of Sven Botman of Lille. What? Yeah. Top of top of the French league. Yeah. He's I think he's quite tall. He's like six foot two. Mm-hmm. 
and that left footed centre back is important. Yeah. Like ever since Vertonghen's gone, we've like putting right footed centre backs at left centre back. It it just like kind of like disrupts the balance. Yeah. Of the play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to get one of those. Yeah. I look at bringing uh, Juan Foyf back. Yeah, that's a good shout as well. He's actually, in, he's impressed at uh, Villarreal. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think he he's got potential. Mm-hmm. He's just quite rash. Yeah. Um, other centre backs, I've seen links to Diego Carlos. Yeah. I'd I'd like to think we'd be in for for Kunde, but I don't think we will be. I think I just I think, think Kunde's a bit above the station of Tottenham yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, that's those are. So I think Diego Carlos and Sven Botman. Yeah. No, I like those. Those, those are good options. I like those. I don't have either of them. Um, yeah. There's, uh, what's his name? Milenkovic. Yeah, uh, at Fiorentina. Yeah. Yeah. He's, we've been linked to him a couple of times. Yeah. He's quite tall, mm-hmm. dominant. I wouldn't look at Milan Skriniar, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Our fans are fooled. Like, he's awful. I, I, I mean, Skriniar just, I've never, he just doesn't blow me away. And again, yeah. I haven't seen him that often, but I don't even think he's, I don't even think he plays like all the time for Inter. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like they they rotate quite a bit between I think is it that Bastoni guy? Bridge Bastoni. Yeah. And, um... Don't they they're Ranocchia. <laughs> <laughs> He's there Mate, do you remember when he was on loan at Hull, and he was yeah. dreadful? Was he on loan at Hull? Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was so yeah. bad as well. He was awful. <laughs> Him and Harry Maguire, what a partnership! I don't even know if they were there at the same time to be honest. But um... <laughs> so so you're saying Sven Botman from Lille. You're saying yeah, I, that's definitely one I'd look at. So with yeah, for my other centre back, I'd look at either Diego Carlos or mm-hmm. Milenkovic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I like those shouts. I don't have any of them, which is also why I like them. So we're going to have a lot of variety here. Tom, who have you got for centre back or uh, centre backs? Maybe, maybe I'm sort of going over old ground here, but. I think Esri Konsa is the Oh, God's sake. I knew Esri Konsa was going to get in this podcast, mate. Of course, Konsa's getting in. Tom Mangan loves Esri Konsa more than he he loves his own family, mate. mate. That's Derby, he literally just bullied Aubameyang. Aubameyang couldn't get anything over. So I do kind of think 
I think there's a definitely a good player in Danielson Sanchez, but ever since that first season, he's just been terrible. He's so it's just like um, he's so rash. how many more? Tra- it's just how many more chances are you going to give him? Yeah, yeah, I would. You might get a you might get a decent fee for Sanchez as well. To be fair, I'd I'd but, agree um, with the the Sanchez. I'd just get rid of him now. He's been given too many chances yeah. for me, and I think there's a lot to be said. I do agree. I think, and I don't think we should. I I like the fact that you've kind of said he has been pretty poor, but in his first season he was brilliant and we shouldn't kind of jump to conclusions but at the same time I just think there's there's a lot to be said for a centre-back who's rash but has to play beside someone who's not rash like a centre-back I think can be a bit rash but can also play beside someone who's of the same ilk but there's rash and then there's Davinson Sanchez like he's just you know he's just he's because he's not even I don't even think he's just he he's too his game is littered with too many mistakes for me um, like on the ball positionally, he just seems to make too many mistakes, I think. And it is kind of, it is positionally is, is really the big thing for me with Davinson Sanchez. I think with someone like Eric Bailly, who is quite rash, but I think positionally he's, he's, he's okay. Um, and that's why he gets in a lot of good blocks and a lot of good tackles. But Sanchez, I feel like is just, he's quite rash in his, in his decision-making, his positioning. And I just don't think he's particularly brilliant on the ball either. Um, but I agree that he was fantastic in his first season, so it's a bit of a shame to see how far he's plummeted, I think. Um, yeah, that was the only thing for me. But I think Quince is the standout at centre-back, and that's the one I had down. Really. Yep. I don't really have too many other suggestions. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I'd, I'd love and to give him a few more chances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those are the two. Yeah. Foyth and Quince. Because the thing is, I just don't see Tottenham landing a big landmark centre-back. Yeah. But, I mean, I've gone for two sets. So obviously, I've, I'm thinking you need two centre backs, um, and then the ones I'd keep around the club. I'd like to see uh, Roden given a bit more of a chance, um, but again, I haven't seen. I really haven't seen much of him. But um, you know, I, I thought he was he's interesting. Like mm-hmm. he's tall, he's dominant. Yeah, he wins. He wins headers, but I don't know. He's quite slow. Yeah. I thought he was. He was. Yeah, I mean, he. I know he's quite highly rated at Swansea, um, and like in the. I'd give him more chances. Yeah, I think he deserves a bit more of a chance, but um, and I'd also keep Alderweireld around just for um, experience. But I don't think I'd really want either of them starting next season. I'd forgotten about Juan Foyf to be fair, so I would, if if I would bring him back, um, but my shouts for centre back. So I'd be looking at two. And I actually don't think it's too far-fetched to see... If Tottenham do sell Kane, I don't think it's too far-fetched that they might go out and sign a lot of players because obviously we saw them do that. I know, and I know it didn't work tremendously when they replaced Bale with about 11 players. But I do think if the money's there, Levy is willing to, is willing to spend it. And I know, it will, again, it will be... You know, they might be constrained by COVID. But if the money is there from Kane, I do see them spending a bit of money. So my number one choice for centre-back would be Bayer Leverkusen's Edmund Tapsoba. Um, and the reason for that is just because he's been te- linked tentatively with Manchester United. But um, statistically, he's phenomenal. Um, I was looking at a lot of articles and commentary again because I don't watch a lot of the Bundesliga, if any. Um, and a lot of them were saying he would be probably he's been one of the best centre backs in the Bundesliga this season. Um, he's tall, you know. He he's, he's tall, quick, very good on the ball, good positional play. Um, and but the only problem is he's 
tied down to a contract until 2026 um, and he's 22 so I think you're looking at upwards of 50 million but he would be my number one pick for centre-back um, another name that I looked at from the Bundesliga was um, Elvedi from Borussia Mönchengladbach who I know has been linked with Arsenal in the past again statistically very good but I haven't seen much of him at all compared to Tapsoba and then the my se- but so my second pick would be a cheaper option more experienced would be Willy Orban from RB Leipzig now I know a lot of people from when they watch Leipzig will talk a lot about Upamecano and Canate but Canate and Upamecano have not played nearly as many games this season as Willy Orban has and whenever I've seen Canate and Upamecano I've thought they've looked quite rash Orban is quite a calming presence in that defense played a lot of games for Leipzig, been pretty reliable in a very solid defence. I think they have the best defence by far in the Bundesliga, only conceded 23 goals this season. So, And he's 28, so he'd be a good age, and he'd be playing beside Tapsoba, ideally. So, Willy Orban and Tapsoba would be my two picks for centre-backs. I think Kontz is a good shout. I like a lot of Daniel's shouts as well, but those would be my two picks. So, I don't know what you guys think about that. I think Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. Um, Tap so, but I haven't, I haven't watched him. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that he's athletic and yeah. good on the ball. Mm-hmm. We definitely need someone, someone fast. In yeah. There. Because if I think if we're gonna bring in one of these attacking managers, we're we're gonna want to play a high line. Mm-hmm. We need to bring in some pace at the back. Yeah. Also, Willie Orban. That's interesting because yeah, I've always looked at Kanai and Upper Meccano. Never really. I haven't really noticed him, mm-hmm. but if you're saying that, yeah, he's he's solid. I'd, I'd take him. Well, the thing is, I think with Orban is he's only I he, he's How he's old is he? he's 28, so it's not the worst age for a centre back. Um, the only thing I think maybe that is a question mark about Orban. I don't think he's really been around any of the Germany squads. Um, and like I know he's been but he is a bit of a season vet in that Leipzig team but also I think he's a bit like a Klosterman he's probably quite underrated um and in some of their a lot of their games it's actually been Orban in the center and Klosterman has played in that right center back role and sometimes I don't I, I can't even remember who's played left center back for them to be honest but a lot of the time they haven't even had Upamecano or Kanate in the team and if they do it would probably be Orban again in the center and Kanate off the right or Upa off the right. But I think Upa's going to Bayern anyway. I think there's already like a deal in yeah. principle to send him okay. to Bayern. And I just, I Kanate, whenever I've seen him, I thought he looked quite clunky and a bit messy. Um, and again, I haven't watched too much of Leipzig. Um, so then when you go off numbers, I just think Orban's more experienced, played more games in a very settled defence, um, can play in a three and a two. So I'd, I'd, I think... If you, you could probably pick him up for about 15 million so I just don't see t- how I don't think too much could go wrong with that move yeah no I agree to be fair but I think um, yeah I'm not going to sit in for a sense I've seen many of these mm-hmm. guys play yeah. too often so like I don't want to pass too much judgement but mm-hmm. just I do believe that yeah. you've got to be able to watch a player before you yeah. judge him no Tap Sober looks yeah. top quality no, no. but again I haven't seen that much of him I what I've seen of him he looks brilliant but I really haven't seen enough, but off the numbers and watching him, I think he looks brilliant. The archetype is you need an athletic, quite far centre back alongside someone who's physically dominant. Who yeah. Can bring the ball out. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, the basics. Yeah. Like, defend. Yeah, no, I agree. So. That's what we don't have at Tottenham. 
if we're talking about <laughs> if we're talking about right backs, who's who's the right back shout for Daniel Taze? See, right backs are interesting because I don't know what what I'd maybe Lamptey if you you could look into that. Yeah, Tariq Lamptey. He's really impressed me whenever I've watched him. Mm-hmm. Also, Max Ahrens. Yeah. I'd still look at him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, who else is there? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with either Max Ahrens or Lamptey. Mm-hmm. Max Ahrens wouldn't be that expensive as well. Yeah, he would, what, what would you say for Ahrens? Maybe 30 mil, even that? 20? Yeah, 20 to 30 mil. Yeah. And then I, I suppose you'd be looking at I don't. I don't think Lamptey would be too expensive. Maybe thirty mil again. I really don't see him being too much more than thirty mil. Although now that I, I said that right back needs yeah. improving, like Oreo, I still think there's a player in there. Yeah, Oreo. Like he's impressed me this season. This has definitely been his best season. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely like made less mistake a lot less mistakes than he has yeah. previously. And he, yeah, like he made that one mistake. I can't remember was against Liverpool. When he just he, shoved the guy in the back in the yeah, penalty yeah, box, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's like overshadowed like his season mm-hmm. because he's actually had a really good season. He's had a lot. He's had quite a few goals, yeah, quite a few assists, and he's he's been uh, on that right side with like he hasn't had a the same right wing partner every every game. So yeah, so it's been a lot of chopping and changing. Yeah, and I suppose but, the defense he's played in has changed quite a lot as well. Yeah, like, but I, I've actually been impressed with Ori. I. <laughs> A lot of Tottenham fans don't like Aurier, yeah. and I understand why, because in the past he's been really rash, yeah, and he's basically a penalty waiting to happen. Yeah, you just can't rely season, on him. Yeah, this season he's actually impressed me. Yeah, I'd, if you can't, if there's not not really any like deals that are obvious, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd look at keeping uh, Aurier, but sell yeah. Doherty. Yeah, no, I think awful. I think that's a I think that's a really good shout because I think you could be in danger if you can't get someone who's a definite upgrade on Aurier you're in danger of repeating yeah. the Doherty deal which I said at the time I really I did think it was a quite a poor decision to 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 sign Doherty because I didn't think he was an upgrade on Aurier and he'd only played in in that Wolves kind of system which is quite specific so um I was a bit I, I didn't think Doherty was going to work out and it hasn't but um no I agree I, I wouldn't um but I haven't watched enough of Tottenham to give a proper judgment on Aurier. My thing with Aurier would be leopards don't change their spots, and he's just a bit too—he's just a bit too unreliable to um, for, for for me to think. If you want to get back to the top, I just don't think you can have someone like Aurier playing 30, 40 games a season because he's going to cost you maybe five, six, seven points in that in that time. Um, yeah. But I do I do like the Lamptey shout, and I do like the Aaron shout. Um, Tom, who are you going for? See, for me, I kind of agree with Daniel that I don't really think see right back in a summer where Tottenham have quite a lot to do, especially if Kane goes. I don't yeah. see right back as potentially a priority position as such because I do think Aurea. I kind of agree with Daniel. I think like you can you can sort of deal with Aurea for another season before improving your right back. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, if you're bringing Juan Foyth back as well, like yeah, Foyth's able to play right back. Yeah, so I'm going to a few options. There. Tank so Anger as well. Right yeah, back. you don't necessarily as much as my mm-hmm. brother won't. Forgive me if I don't go in on Doherty. So, um, yeah, Doherty, you don't really have to play him because, you know, he's just terrible, right? Like, just yeah. literally not a good footballer. Like, just so average. I don't like being too harsh on football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too harsh on people that haven't met, but, like, 
just not up to standard in my opinion. Now, so, when yeah. when when Roy Keane was going in on Doherty, um, when he was talking, you know, when he was like to Jamie Redknapp, they get Doherty from Wolves for fifteen million. Is anyone really thinking that Doherty is going to take them back to the top? Like it was so funny. <laughs> I did feel a bit bad yeah. for Matt Doherty because again, it's not it's not the player's fault that they get a move if and if they're just not good enough. Um, but it's also just playing in a back four. It really doesn't suit him. Um, yeah, I agree. So, I kind of agree with Daniel. Mm-hmm. I think the Max Aaron shout is a good yeah. shout. I definitely look at him. Yeah. And Lamptey, I think Lamptey will be better in a back three with a, in a wing-back role. Yep. Uh, I think if you're looking at other Premier League right-backs, there's quite a few. I think Matty Cash is good. I yep. think Matty Cash has been pretty yeah. good this season. Yep. Love um, Matty Cash. So, um, yeah, I think those are the ones you look at. But I don't think, in a some way, you've got quite a lot to do. You really go for right-back, especially if you've got Oriya mm-hmm. and Foy. Mm-hmm. And Tanganga, who can all play there. I don't really see Tanganga as a really, very good right back. I think he's better at some of that. Yeah. But I think you put Oreo and Foyth and Tanganga if you have to, then I think that's what you stick with. I don't mm-hmm. think you really sign a right yeah. back, and there's some way you've yeah. got a lot to do. Well, Tom, can you guess who I've got at right back? Who have you got at right back? Mate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ngakia. Yes, <laughs> Jeremy Ngakia is my right back pick. And Daniel, do you remember I was talking about Ngakia a lot yeah. on Friday? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jeremy Ngakia would be my pick for right back. I just think um, championship talent has been snapped up quite a lot recently over the past couple of seasons. And I think one of those who has gone under the radar in the championship this season a lot is maybe not for championship fans, but in terms of the Prem, I know ones that people will be talking about maybe making the step up. The Ivan Tony is the one that, that springs to mind for, for lots of um, people. But Ngakia for me, who I thought was really, really good at West Ham when I saw him last season, obviously didn't see too much of him. But I was really surprised to see that he went to Watford. I was surprised that a top club didn't maybe um, take uh, the opportunity to offer him a contract and also that he turned down a new deal at West Ham to go to Watford. Didn't really make much sense to me. Um, But um, 4.1 tackles and interceptions per 90 um, 3.4 crosses per 90, which I think is a, is important enough for Tottenham because when I was doing a numbers dig, they've been quite low on crosses into the box um, this season. Um, and he's, he's just probably, for me, in terms of numbers and in terms of when I've seen him at West Ham, I haven't seen too much of him at Watford. He's, he's probably one of the most impressive young English right-backs out of a big crop of young English right-backs. Um, and also, he hasn't, started consistently for Watford which I don't think is a bad thing because I think you can maybe get him at more of a cut price fee so I think you could tempt him for 15 to 20 million out of Watford and then I think you could start Aurier and you could rotate with Ngakia um, and I think that would give you much better options than having Doherty and Aurier um, because I like Tanganga but I just think for me he's always been a centre-back and again, I think if Foyth's going to come back, I think you want to see him more at centre back than you do at right back. So, I've, I I thought right back for me was a big was a big area, and I'm not a huge fan of Aurier. I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think he's brilliant either. So, I would look at Jeremy and Gakia. Can't argue with that, can you, Daniel? <laughs> I haven't watched him play, but from what Rory's mm-hmm. told me, yeah, get him in. Get him in. No, the... I've seen Ngakia yeah. a few times, and you know, like he's. From what I haven't seen like any like outstanding performances from him, but mm-hmm. he's been by all accounts a top player in the championship this season. So yeah. I think you go for if if he's available, why not? But yeah. I think in a, like I said, in a summer you've got a lot to do. Yeah. I'm not sure right that's really a priority position. What what um, position do we wanna what position do we wanna uh, touch upon next? 
Um, I'm just thinking midfield, really. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys... I mean, I need to go and get my charger for my phone so it doesn't die during the middle of the podcast because that would be a bit of a disaster. So I'll let Tom and Daniel kick off the midfield discussion. I will be back in like a minute, but I'll let them talk about midfielders. So, Tom, if you want to start talking about midfield options and who you're looking at in the midfield, then go ahead. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. I'll take over from here. So I'm, I'm thinking, Daniel, um, Basuma and Anguissa have really impressed me this season in the Premier League. And I think both of them would be significant improvements to Tottenham's team. I know Anguissa has sort of been in and out of um, Scott Parker's side, but from whenever I've seen Anguissa, he's a very technically uh, technically capable footballer, very physical, athletic footballer as well. And I think those two things bode very well, especially if you're looking at... Um, see, for me, another player I look at from the Prem, I'm kind of looking at Prem options here mainly, but I think... Uh, this is going to sound quite ironic to my family listening just because I've been going in on this guy in the past. But I think James Ward-Prowse, I think he's just a very solid player. Especially not if you bring in a... Um, not, not for you. I mean, for me, I think he's quality, to be fair. I think James Ward-Prowse is brilliant. I think brilliant maybe a bit stretched. But the thing is, I think if you bring in a manager, for me particularly, manager like sorry, I think Ward-Prowse has got quite a lot of quality on the ball. And I think with Ward-Prowse, you know what you're getting. And I just think... When you have that sort of reliable player, a leader, set-piece specialist, very technically capable footballer, I think Will Prowse would be a great addition to that Spurs side. However, I do think Basuma and Nguisa are probably ones you go for before that. I think if you can find a DM, I, I can't really think of one apart from Declan Rice, who Tottenham aren't really going to get, in my opinion. Well, you've um, got Oliver Skip coming back. See, I was about to mention him. So, if you can find a proper DM that can sort of allow Endebele and Lacelso play in, Three eight rolls. I think that could be a very good option. You don't, you don't need anyone but Ollie Skip. I've, I've, See, thought, I was about to I've say, told people so, about Ollie Skip for, for so long. And people didn't say. want to listen. And now they're yeah, just realising so, his, his potential. But I've Daniel, said, do you, wanna, do you want to expand on Oliver Skip then? Because I was about to do well, Because so I think the championship's quite an underrated yeah. market. Um, so he's so alone at, at Norwich and he's, he's played pretty much every game. He's played, yeah, he's played every game for Norwich and they're top of the top of the league. He's only 20 years old, and so he plays. He plays in the pivot, and he's in every every Norwich fan I've I've seen on Twitter. They're they're so impressed with his athleticism, his his composure, and how he, he's like way ahead of his years. How he's so he's so like experienced. He's he's been he's been amazing for Norwich and. I've said it for, for years that he's going to be a top player. He's going to be Tottenham captain one day. Yeah. I so. you, Daniel, because you definitely have. And I do think Oliver Skip is a player you want to bring back and give him yeah. uh, Premier League minutes for sure. I think, um, Rory, I don't know if you heard, but... He's talking about Oli Skip, basically. Basuma and Anguisa as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I like Basuma. Basuma, I'm a bit kind of the jury still out on. I mean, in terms of... I, I like him more than Anguisa. Nah, I'm I'm massive. I, I'm on Anguissa more than I am Basuma. I mean, Tom will know that I've always, I've always rated Basuma because before when me and Tom had beef with Graham Potter, one of the reasons was because he wasn't picking Basuma, and I don't like the credit that Potter's got for kind of bringing Basuma back in. I always thought Basuma was a good player, but I don't know how. I I just don't know if he's he's really top quality. Like I said before, I think he'd be good at. I just don't know if he's kind of a Champions League level player because he is, again, he's he's approaching, I think he's 24, 25. Um, so I just, I, like I said, I don't know how, how well he would adapt to 
a Tottenham, I think he would maybe be a better signing for a team like a, and again, I'm not sure they're looking for a, a midfielder, but like a Wolves or a Villa or someone who's trying to break, even Leicester, um, if like Ndidi was to go, someone who's trying to break into that kind of top six. Um, and I, I think he would be good there. I, I, I love Anguissa, but he's not, again, I wasn't looking too much at um, midfielders because I actually think Tottenham are quite, I, I think Tottenham yeah. have quite a good midfield or good personnel, at least, in that midfield. Um, but okay, Buendia. Norwich. Buendia is someone that I have written down, but that's for my right wing spot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I had Buendia written down. Another one that I had written down from Norwich, this would just be as in terms of a backup option, but depending on how much money Tottenham would spend, um, Todd Cantwell is someone I had written down. Again, I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed with Cantwell in the Premier League. Um, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was good value for Norwich. I didn't think he was amazing, and I didn't, I don't necessarily think he was kind of ready to make a top six jump. But he's he's still put up really good numbers for Norwich. Um, very similar stylistically um, to uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. If you're playing him in a kind of deeper midfield role, um, he's got really similar numbers in terms of final third passes, recoveries, duels. Six goals, four assists this season for Norwich, but he just works really hard. He's a bit of a Mason Mount in the sense that um, I think Cantwell is someone who contributes a lot, even if he's not scoring or assisting. I'm not saying he's as good as Mason Mount. I'm just saying I think he's he's that kind of ilk of player who can add a lot to a team without necessarily contributing to goals. Um, but he would just be in there for a backup option. Other than that, I haven't really touched the midfield um, because if it was a Lopetegui midfield, it would kind of be Hoiberg at the base and Lo Celso and Endombele kind of flanking um, because that's the kind of midfield Lopetegui's like to play. And I think Hoiberg, Endombele and Lo Celso as a three is a very good three. I don't know about you guys, but... I agree with yeah, that. I, I think if you've got Oli Skip coming back as well, yeah. I agree with Daniel, give them minutes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're performing well in the championship, like I, there's been a number of players recently who have just um, taken from the championship to the Prem very well. So I mm -hmm. think if you can give him minutes... Um, give it to him. I think I, I do think Tottenham should maybe sign one of the Suma Angusa or Ward Prowse. Yeah, for me personally. Oh, James JWP. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think especially for me in the Sari system, I think Ward Prowse could be a player that's good in possession as well because mm -hmm. he's got a lot of quality on the ball. And if you get a lot of set pieces as well from balls and corners and stuff, yeah, Ward Prowse would be an excellent addition to Spurs' mm -hmm. side. But I think Ward Prowse would probably be my chat yeah. unbelievably after I've gone in, gone in on him for quite a long time. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I think that's the one you go for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like that shout. And I think it depends on the system as well because I could definitely see Ward Prowse doing it, doing that kind of dynamic role in a in a Sarri system, maybe being the runner or even, you know, having a bit more of a ball I, playing role. I've never role. been impressed by Ward Prowse. Have you not? No. What about this season though? He's had a really good season, Dan. Has he? <laughs> whenever I watch him, whenever I watch him, like, he, he's so he's diminutive. Like, he's not great on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he good at? Set pieces. Set pieces. Yeah, he's a brilliant passer. Running, goal scorer. Yeah, he's yeah. got a good range of passing. Um, but he's not incisive with it. I wouldn't necessarily say he was incisive, but I do think he's got he's got a brilliant he's got a brilliant ping on him. Um, and uh, I just think yeah, he's. I don't think he's good enough. I think he's a good distributor. I wouldn't say he was like extremely incisive. Um, he get run over in, in the midfield. <laughs> imagine him in the Champions League. I don't know. But I you're think not he's in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I think I think it depends on who the manager was going to be as well. Because again, for Lopetegui, Lopetegui, a lot of the time, I was looking at Sevilla how they've lined up this season, um, and they've had like they've varied their midfield, but a lot of the time it's been Fernando. You know, the guy who was at City before. Yeah, yeah, he's been at the base, and then they've had on one side they've had um, Joan Jordan, on the other side they've some sometimes had like Oliver Torres, but they've had Rakitic play there a lot. So there's um, like Joan Jordan and Rakitic obviously create chances from deep, but also progress quite well. So I think if you're having Lo Celso and Endombele, Endombele especially, who's a fantastic dribbler, um, brilliant ball progressor, very press resistant. Um, besides someone like the Celso who can create chances, who is a bit more incisive with his passing, um, and Hoybiog, who I think is a very good kind of is is a very good holding midfielder. Even though I I have to say I haven't been overly impressed because, but again I I was looking at some of Tottenham's games and just in terms of when they've been good this season according to certain articles and everything, and I did definitely catch Hoybiog on a few bad days like against Liverpool. Um, not the not the second game where he was really good. The first game at Anfield earlier this season where he stood out because he did nothing the whole game. And also just against City um, when he made that mistake for the penalty, which I thought was really poor. And I've seen him do that a couple of times. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because Tottenham fans seem to um, be Tottenham very pleased. Yeah, Tottenham fans love him and seem to be very pleased like, with how he's, he's done this season. But I, I still say we could have we could have done better. Yeah. I think for 15 million, though, I think he is a good signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 15 million. Yeah. You take it. But also, I just think because of the, the, the turnover in players, I think the midfield for me is good enough to leave it as it is. Um, and I would even keep someone like Sissoko around because I know he's 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 quite influential behind the scenes. But also, um, I just think, again, in a system that Lopetegui, where you have someone who's doing a lot of running, um, who's maybe bringing the ball forward? I know Sissoko is not an amazing progressor, but he is. He can. Um, he can dribble very well um, occasionally. Um, but he's just very. He's just very energetic, and he breaks up play. He tackle. He'll do. He'll do a job. So I'd keep Sissoko around. I'd also keep Winks around because I just think in terms of having more options in that midfield, I think again Lopetegui, someone who likes to switch his midfield around quite a bit, and I don't think Winks is terrible. And then I'd bring Cantwell in for another option. But other than that, I'd leave the midfield nah, as it was. You know what? Um, in my opinion, I'd, um, I'd move on from Winks personally. I'd get yeah. rid of him. Just what? because I think yeah. if you're bringing in mm-hmm. Skip as well, like, yeah. what do you need Winks for? Yeah. And I, do, I agree on people. Yeah, he doesn't really. Around. I just keep the sofa around. Yeah. I think he's just a serviceable player. Yeah. I don't... I, I just... The thing is with Skip, again... Um, I haven't I haven't watched loads of the championship. And I know he's played every game for Norwich. Um and his numbers are fine. They're not remarkable. But again, he is a young guy and it's his first kind of full season of football. So that's impressive in itself to stay in the team. I don't know how ready he'd be for the Prem. But again, I'm happy to give him minutes. And if in, if you're kind of in favour of moving Winks on to facilitate minutes for Skip, then I'm kind of all for that as well. Because I think that stuff kind of has to be done and you have to make those kind of decisions. So, yeah, I think we've we've come to a good consensus on midfield there. It's already quite good. Yeah. Do you... Maybe if you add like a Basuma maybe or yeah. Anguissa. Yeah. For depth, yeah. Um, did did you guys have goalkeeper as a position or... Yeah, I don't. So Daniel, who have you I got mean, for goalkeeper? The, the little keeper. What's it? Mignon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike Mannion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he'd only be 
Max, they, there's been reports that he's only going to be 18 million. Yeah. And I'd say snap him up because Lloris. I've backed Lloris for, for the longest time, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's come to the, the point where he needs to move on. Yeah. He's 30, 34, going on 35. And I think it would be best if we get some fresh. Some fr- a fresh face in, in goal yeah. we've had him for the past 10 years yeah no so, I'd, I'd agree I think it's time to move yeah. on he's been I don't know because he started the season off so well but he's just gone downhill yeah mistake after mistake I just think he's a bit for me he's a bit like De Gea he'll still have some really good games but you just can't rely on him anymore too many mistakes yeah you, yeah, you can't I just, old as well I think both of them both of them after that 2018 World Cup have just never really been the same yeah um, but yeah, yeah I think you keep, I, I, in my opinion, personally, you keep your Reese. I think, you, like, I don't think he's necessarily like a priority that's worth you to improve. I think mm-hmm. you want to improve on the pitch more, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, I think Reese is fine. I think he's a good goalkeeper. He's a World Cup winning captain, which is conveniently forgotten quite a lot. Yeah, but and did then, you see like, him in that World think, Cup final, like, Tom? He, he tried his best to lose season. it. I know he made a horrible mistake <laughs> in the World Cup final. Yeah, but, um, I just think he hasn't been terrible this season. I, he had a great season. Yeah, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. So I think you just. I think just keep Lloris around. He's clearly a presence in that dressing room as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you just keep him. Like, I don't think you necessarily want you have to improve. Maybe like, keep him around, but I'd, I'd, I mean, my shout for goalkeeper is only is a very cheap option, um, but is very impressive by all accounts. Again, without having watched him too much, um, but it's and this is a very left field shout. So I don't, I doubt you guys would have heard of him, but um, his name's Stefan Ortega Moreno. Um, and he's the keeper of Arminia Bellefeld in um, the in the Bundesliga. But the reason I've got him in there is because they have over they've overperformed. So they've conceded six. They've conceded six less goals than expected goals suggest that they should, which is a fantastic record for a keeper and for a team that is constantly facing pressure during games because they play very very defensively and they are. Well, I don't know. Not necessarily play very, very defensively, but they they're they're potentially on the back foot in a lot of their games. Quite a small club playing in the Bundesliga, but he has been probably their star performer this season. Um, kept them in a lot of games, so I would get someone like him in. I'm not necessarily saying it w- he would be the one. Another one that I looked at was Edgar Badia from Elche, um, who again they've outperformed their expected goals by a lot. He's the result of that. You could also look at the Sevilla keeper. I can't remember his name, but he's he's been a star performer for them this season. And if you were going to bring in Lopetegui, having some continuity with the players would be good. But I would agree that I don't think Lloris is maybe... Like, you, if you keep Lloris around for another year or two um, and then let him go. But I wouldn't even necessarily be saying get rid of him. I'd maybe be bringing in a, someone to give him a bit of competition because I just don't think he's being pushed enough anyway in that Tottenham squad for the past kind of three seasons. I just don't think there's been any chance of him losing that that number one shirt because um, the competition yeah. behind him, I think there hasn't been competition behind him. So I think if you brought in a, a competent number two, then then that would, be, um, that would be a shout. But I was looking again at some articles yesterday that were saying that um, like... A lot of Tottenham fans, um, like the priority positions would be like goalkeeper and centre back, um, and the reaction on Twitter after Tottenham and uh, after there's been rumours that Tottenham were looking at a goalkeeper and a centre back was like, um, you know, overjoyed. Um, a lot of Tottenham fans were overjoyed at the prospect of that. So, again, I don't speak on behalf of Tottenham fans. I know Daniel does. Um, but sometimes Daniel gives controversial takes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure Tottenham fans are going to be too happy with that little statement you said, Tottenham, Daniel represented <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A guy who literally campaigned for Lo Celso to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that would be the goalkeeper thing. Um, where where else are we talking about for positions? Obviously, I mentioned right winger. Daniel, I know you said right winger. Tom? Did you say right um, wing? For me, I was thinking like with the sort of direct Kane replacements of Dabala and Akadi. In my sort of head, I had Dabala as a right winger. Yes. And yeah. then you have Dabala on the right and Akadi through the middle. So should we talk a bit? Yeah. So are there any other strikers? I mean, right winger, for me, I already said it because Daniel mentioned Buendia. I would bring in Buendia because of the sheer um, creative numbers. Um and like when he was at Norwich, he created the fourth most chances in the league that season, despite playing for comfortably the worst team in the league that that year. Um, I think he also picked up seven assists that season. But this season, he's got sixteen assists, twelve goals. His creative numbers are fantastic. Like um, created, I think he's created twenty big chances this season. He's getting loads of final third passes, but he also does a brilliant job defensively. He attempts a lot of defensive duels makes a lot of recoveries, works hard. Um, but I think him, if you bring him in on the right wing and you've also got like a midfield of people like Endomele and Lo Celso, I think the creative void left by Kane is going to be picked up by Buendia. Um, I think one of the key things about replacing Kane as well is that Tottenham make sure they hang on to Son because after Kane, Son dominates all of their creative numbers as well. Most crosses, most big chances, um, and gets lots of shots off as well. So Son, I think if they lose Kane, they have to keep Son for me. Otherwise, if they lose Son, it, it could be curtains. We, we won't lose both. Yeah. Same yeah, I don't think that you will be, either. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that's where I would have Buendia off the right wing. But that might be a bit different to who you were seeing for the right wing. I don't know, Daniel. Who have you got? I, I, I was going to go for Neto. Yeah. Wolves. Yeah. He's been really impressive. Mm-hmm. Quick, nimble. I think we've we've been missing someone that can actually take on their man and dribble yeah. from the wing because Son Son can't take on his man. Mm-hmm. We need so kind of like a creative a creative winger. Yeah. So yeah, I think he'd be perfect for us. Just mm-hmm. to cut inside, slip in those through balls for our striker. Yeah, I'd I'd love Neto. Yeah. I'd also look at. I I've always said it, but Marcus Edwards. Yeah. At Bringing him back. Yeah. The, the, prod- the prodigy. Yeah. He's... <laughs> the problem <laughs> child, though. Isn't he? Yeah. But he's, he's, he's been good this season and last season, I remember. Yeah. Poch obviously labelled him the next Messi. That probably wasn't... <laughs> That's never a good idea. idea. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think just... We need some a creative winger. Creative yeah. right winger that can, that can dribble and take on their man. Mm-hmm. Missing that. Yeah, I think I, I love that Neto shout, Daniel. And I think what I love about Neto is that like, he's very direct with his running. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like you said, he's very, gets the ball and like, takes on his fullback. And, you know, he's got that raw pace as well. So he's able to get around his fullback quite a lot of times. He's a very skillful player. You get shots off. Like, I think I've seen games where he has sort of gone missing, but it's natural for a player of his age, in my opinion. But I think if you get it right with Neto, he's a quality player and he's direct, he's quick, he gets shots off. And I think he's, yeah, he's something different to other wingers, like Bergwijn and Moore. Like, I've kind of been a defender of Lucas Moore, but I don't think you really want him starting. So, um, You're still yeah. defending him because of that blooming <laughs> hat-trick he scored in Amsterdam. Mate, what a, what a moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I think you've got to remember as well, like, Poch was managing that game 
and also like some of the guys like Lorente was up front Deli Ali was in that team so like if you were going based off like that team got to the Champions League final you'd still be playing people like Danny Rose as well which is kind of you know I just think yeah, exactly. so much time has passed since then that like Lucas Moore has just lost well he'll never like not have Tottenham fans hearts but he's just lost all his credit in the bank I think now yeah no I agree but like <laughs> I said I think um, the Barter and Akali if you can get them I think those are the ones you go for yeah. so that's why I've been kind of like conservative on not going for a goalie or a right back really, yeah. because I just think they're going to be big money and if you can get another a centre back along with those two I think that's a good window yeah first, I mean I obviously four strikers as well. Obviously, I said the pie would be the direct replacement for Kane, but that would mean maybe you're not looking at Buendia on the right. So I think it changes this. It changes some of the signings. So like if we got the pie, or if Tottenham got the pie, I probably wouldn't be looking at getting Buendia. I'd look more for a traditional right winger, not like just someone who again can beat their man. So I think Neto would be a really good shout. Um, but. Um, I think in terms of if if Tottenham did get Buendia and Lopetegui was the manager and there was a bit more of creativity from the midfield, then I'd be looking at just a classic number nine, someone who scores goals, someone who's a good finisher. So the names that I had written down for that were Ollie Watkins, Tammy Abraham. I, this is a bit speculative as well, but if Chelsea were to get Haaland, and I don't think they will, but if they were to part company with Timo Werner, then I'd like to see Tottenham maybe put in a cheeky bid for Timo as well. But I knew that would not be popular. <laughs> the Timo love story with Rory continues. Like, you're just going to realise that he's just a flop. Honestly, I think I, I genuinely think if City were smart, they would look at maybe trying to prize oh, no. Timo away. I don't even think Timo's been like Timo's not obviously he's not delivered but at the same time I don't think I don't like the narrative that he's been terrible like I really don't think he's been that bad he thinks he has been so bad he's been so I don't bad. think he has I think he was really good he against Atletico I think he was really good against Atletico I think his finishing has been really poor but I think he's his create create creatively he's done a lot I think he's got uh, he's got double figures assists in all comps but also like against Atletico in the Champions League I thought he was brilliant like I thought he was awesome um, created loads of chances in that game um, but I, I, I think we said with Werner, I, I do think we said on this podcast with Werner that he either needed to be playing off the left or in a two to get the most out of him. Um, and we haven't really seen him do that this season. Um, and I just think, I mean, I don't, I, I still think Werner is a great player. Um, and I don't think he's been as bad as you guys are, are saying. But um I think I think I would I would plump for what uh, Ollie Watkins or Tammy Abraham really. I just don't know if Chelsea would let Tammy Abraham go to Tottenham. The thing with Watkins, in my opinion, is um, I think Watkins has been somewhat made by Grealish this season, and since Grealish has got injured, his uh, sort of output is significantly yeah. reduced. Like he went yeah. on like a massive goal drought mm-hmm. when Grealish got injured, and I think Grealish and Watkins has been a great duo just because Grealish has been able to like play off the left and sort of play into that channel that Watkins was playing. In. Yeah. I think um, if you don't have Greedish, I think Watkins becomes a significantly worse player. But do you not think? Opinion. Do you not think around Son and around Emi Wendia, he would be a lot better? Because I think Wendia would be a good um, <laughs> signing to put along with Watkins, just because I don't think obviously he's not as good as Greedish, but I think they're not too dissimilar as footballers. Um, but, but Son as well would be would would if you're create. If you out and out number nine out of the ones you mentioned, I think Tammy Abraham is probably the most natural goal scorer. Yeah. But even then, I just think I just I'm just not convinced that 
it's going to work out if Spurs go for a Watkins or an Abraham. Ivan Tony. Because I think it's such a significant job off from Kane. I think you've got to go for someone like a Cardi, honestly. What about Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony's great, but I see him as the same uh, as these like Watkins and Abraham show. I think mm-hmm. Ivan Tony is brilliant signing for a lot of Premier League teams, including Arsenal. But I just think um, it's just too much of a drop off from Kane. Like, I just think you go for you go for a proven, not maybe world class anymore, but uh, into he was certainly like a prolific goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Kane, and I think that's the one you go for. Yeah. And I think if you can get him for 50, 60 million, that's the one. That's the one. There was a couple of other names I wanted to mention, not that I would take to Tottenham, but just in terms of maybe picking up, because obviously I'd say Icardi and Dybala maybe fall into the um, like potentially world-class players, but haven't been, you know, have had maybe either haven't been favoured at their clubs or have had a bit of a dry patch or whatever. So two more of those guys that I think you could put in the same bracket would be... Um, for another striker would be Antoine Griezmann and then for someone playing uh, as a creative player would be Felipe Coutinho now would you yeah. want either of them at Tottenham yeah. Daniel I think Coutinho I'd, I'd take at Tottenham mm-hmm. Griezmann how much would Griezmann cost in this market that's the thing and again I was I, again I was going through um, shout out to Football Critic by the way because me and Tom were on there before the podcast and it is a brilliant website um, for statistics but I was looking at Griezmann's numbers and like Griezmann's numbers are fine but they're not elite yeah. um, but the, the team he's playing in like the yeah. Beaches, yeah. Numbers. I, 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 I have always thought that Griezmann is kind of he's limited by the system just because I've always yeah. thought I, I do I, I'm not saying he's, don't they play him off the left yeah they kind of play him off the left or off the right and I think the problem with Griezmann as well is that I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Lionel Messi, but I've always thought of him as a kind of, he could have been a Messi replacement because he can kind of play, he's quite fluid in the sense that he could play anywhere in that front three, but also he's always occupied kind of similar areas to Messi has on the pitch. Um, And he's a very good finisher in the box. Um, He's got good link-up play. He's quick. He's got all the kind of attributes that Messi has. He's really good in the air as well for someone of his height, but obviously he's not, in the same class as Messi but I think the problem is as well if you have those two in the same team um, I, Messi's going to shine wherever he is but I think Griezmann's kind of inhibited a bit by the system so I think he would be a really really good shout for Tottenham but I agree with you Daniel I don't know how I, I have no idea how much he would cost I don't know if they're looking to get rid of him I don't know if they're looking to keep him so yeah, it, yeah I, I, I like that shout but yeah the, the cost and his yeah. wages as well yeah exactly it's wages because Tottenham have quite a strict wage structure which I do think is yeah. very important um, I, I do think a wage structure is important because I think you've seen Arsenal over the past kind of five years have made countless errors in terms of salaries that they've handed to players um, and that's not even trying to get a dig in at Arsenal I just think genuinely like they've shown how having a wage structure could prevent so many certain problems like with the Abamyang thing at the moment and with Ozil before I think if you have a wage structure though you don't have those kinds of problems but and I know Levy is quite strict with his wage structure um so I don't know if Griezmann would really be willing to cut his wages I don't even know how much he's on at Barca and I think that may would maybe be the sticking point in terms of bringing someone like Dybala, but I suppose Dybala was close, wasn't he? It was just what was it? Uh, image. It was. Yeah. Image rights. rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that. That, I do think, uh, that was I a do crazy day. That was a crazy yeah. day. 
Do you remember I Bruno? Bruno was maybe going to Tottenham as well. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that was, I was so excited. Dybala <laughs> coming to Tottenham. There's not as much hype around him now, but I'd still love him at Tottenham. Yeah, no, I still think he's he's quality. And he's only... I don't even think... He, he's 26. Um, 26, yeah. Yeah. And do you remember? Do you remember when he he knocked you out of the Champions League a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take the ball up. Coutinho as well. I'd take Coutinho. Yeah, I just think the only problem with Coutinho would maybe be that I again I don't know how I don't think Son's ever really been brilliant off the right, and I don't think Coutinho's ever been brilliant off the right. Son, and, Son can, can can do a job on the right. Yeah, but would you really want to? Would you want to? Do you think? he can do a job but do you think he'd be much more is his output much better off the left I really don't know that's the thing I don't I know think, I think he can because off the right mm-hmm. like he's not as tempted to dribble as much because he can't cut inside yeah or he, but he can shoot off his left what, mm-hmm. easily yeah he's and got he brilliant weak foot he yeah. can use his pace down the line yeah so I'd, I'd, I'd look at playing someone on the right mm-hmm. on the left yeah um but, yeah. yeah so I guess we're almost we've almost come to a conclusion I think it's been a very heavy episode but also a very very good episode i've really enjoyed it i don't know about you guys i hope you have i guess i guess my my final questions would be um who are we okay if if we're going for a sort of i mean i've got a kind of starting 11 written down on paper but again it's it's quite thin in the sense that um it you know whether it all happened I don't know but in terms of guys that you would be thinking so if Kane's gonna go we're saying Kane's gonna go who else would you be thinking of kind of getting rid of would you bring Bale back would you bring Vinicius back and who else would you be getting rid of what would you do with Deli Ali just quick um, quick verdict so I'd I'd get I wouldn't let Bale come back yep get him out mm-hmm. get don't. Vinicius, don't, don't let Vinicius come back because that buyback is too much unless you can negotiate. What's the buyback like, at the moment? Be, it's like, apparently it's like 40 million. I, I saw a report that I, said they could maybe get him for like... 36. Yeah. I, well, I saw a report they could maybe get him for like 17 million. Would you yeah, take him for... Well. Would you if take him... 17 million, yeah. I'd, I'd, tr- I'd try for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that... He's, he's done a good job. Yeah, I think he's... he's I, when job. I've seen him, I've been impressed enough, like... To, to think that 17 million if he's just gonna be like second fiddle sometimes play in a front two I would be willing to to, to take yeah. that opportunity but um yeah but you'd send Bell back definitely yeah definitely Delhi I'd sell because mm-hmm. for his own good yeah I want to see him prosper yeah unless the new manager takes to him but I feel like he needs a new environment for himself I think he's a so bit I, of a I think he's a bit of a Lingard in the sense that he just needs a move yeah yeah, I'd like to see him uh, go to a different league. Yeah. Maybe a, a slower one mm-hmm. that would suit him more. PSG? Um, yeah, PSG. Any Italian club. I'd like to see him there. Um, who else is there? Uh, oh, yeah, Ryan Sessegnon coming back. Yeah, I forgot he's about that. Been on loan that's, to, a good, um, that's a good point, actually. To Hoffenheim. He's been, he's been quite good. He's been injured, though, but they've been impressive. He's been playing left wing back and yeah. left back in their system. Yeah. So, he could maybe play yeah. back up to Region. Yeah. But I I've been reading as well that Region might want to might want to go back to Spain. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I, but he's, he seems quite happy at, at Tottenham. Yeah. I like Region, although recently he's been a bit 
bit dodge. I think everyone's been pretty poor recently, though. I think that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Like, um, but, but yeah, I, I bring back Ryan Tessin Young. Yeah. Um, who else is there? What would you do with the likes of their? What would you do with someone like Eric Dyer, Daniel? Oh, I'd, I'd sell Dyer. Yeah. You've, just get anything you can from for for the likes. Oh yeah. I forgot about Bergwijn. What would you do with Bergwijn, Lucas, Lamella, those lot? Bergwijn, I'd, I'd like to see, because in his first season when he came, that City goal, obviously, he showed so much promise. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think now, this season, his confidence has just been shot by Mourinho. Yeah. After, he, he was in the team, but he was doing like a like a defensive right winger job. Yeah. And But he still, he still hasn't scored this season, which is poor. But I'd like to, he's a talented player like everyone knows that in the Eredivisie he was he was one of the top players and he's, we bought him for what was it 27 million yeah and everyone thought that was a bargain he's, at the time like after yeah. his first kind of because I remember even like after lockdown that goal that he scored against United even though it wasn't yeah. it wasn't great defending it was still like it, it, just the way that he drove into the space he's and everything talent, like, yeah yeah he definitely has something so I, I'd keep at Bergwijn yeah. just keep him in and around the team yeah. Lamella, I'd sell. Yeah. Been around for too long. Um, Lucas. Lucas. I personally don't like Lucas at all. I <laughs> think he's a nothing player. He dribbles and dribbles. He has like no football brain. Um, <laughs> although Tottenham fans love him for his work rate and his passion, I feel like he's been good recently. <laughs> and yeah. but I think he could be one of the players that you could raise funds with. Yeah. If you with 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 his recent form, I think. Uh, some Alistair Gold, one of the Tottenham reporters, said that clubs are, are actually looking at him. Yeah. I feel like you could get like 40 million, 30 to 40 million for Lucas. Yeah. If you want to raise funds, you sell him. Yeah. Who who was really what was that. who what clubs were interested in him? Did I it just it say? Napoli. Yeah, I could see. I could, you could see like a Spanish team or an Italian team like taking a gamble on someone like Lucas. Um, yeah. because he's got like as much as I know you, you may not like him but he does have like fundamentals like he is quick and he's like not a bad dribbler he works hard yeah. um, he can get a goal so he does kind of have he, he has those kind of traits that are he could probably be integrated easily into most squads whether he'd go straight into a starting 11 is a different thing but um, yeah no I agree with that uh, definitely mm-hmm. also Harry Winks yeah yeah that's the one I was going to probably mention that he had a mention I think you yeah. kind of want to get rid of like I think you get rid of one of Lamella Lucas and Bergwijn. I think get a Winks. I think you get rid of Ali. Uh, don't bring back Vinicius if there's too much money. I agree. I think um, if you bring about Sessignon, would you get rid of Ben Davis? I think Ben Davis is quite solid sometimes, but I think he, he, could, he can do a job at left centre back. But yeah, it, 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 yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I'd get rid of Thayer as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I think those are the ones. Sanchez. You yeah, and Doherty. Yeah, Doherty, the ones, the ones yeah, that I, I had, I had um, in the bin were Dyer, Sanchez, Doherty. Um, I had Lloris in there as well. I'd probably, knowing that Sessegnon could come back and play left back, I'd probably get rid of Davis as well. He's personally someone that I've never really been a big fan of. Um, he's never impressed me. I, uh, he's well, he has occasionally impressed me, but most of the time I've been pretty disappointed with him. Um, I would keep Bergwin, and I don't know if Lucas will go or not. If not, then, like, if if a move came about, then I would get rid of him. 
but I wouldn't kind of actively be pushing him, like getting his agent to try and like get get rid of him. And Lamella, I just think, even though I don't like Lamella that much, I just think there's not too much harm in keeping him. I don't think you're going to raise that much by selling him. And he can always, you know, he'll he'll always be available. Um, and he can play, he can cover in a few positions. So I and and he works hard. So I just yeah, I I wouldn't get rid of Lamella, but I, I I'd, I'd get rid of um yeah, I'd get rid of Dyer, Sanchez, Doherty, Lloris potentially Davis and maybe Lucas as well. I would keep Winks but that's just again if you maybe if you're if you're bringing back Ollie Skip then I'd get rid of Winks but I'd probably want to see Skip maybe go out on loan to a prem team next season. Same same. Honestly I'm getting as much minutes as possible. Yeah. So where if 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 we if all these improvements were to happen where what what would you what would you want out of Tottenham Daniel if say so if we're saying Sarri's coming in he's getting the signings that you've you've we've mentioned what would you want from Tottenham obviously if if we think as well it will take a bit of time for for Sarri yeah. to to um integrate his style of play what would you want to see in the next few years from Tottenham would you want to see oh. trophies back to top 4 back to challenging because I know as much as they didn't win anything, they definitely challenged for a title. Yeah. And anyone who's saying otherwise is just trying to ban a Tottenham fan. So um, what would you want to see, Daniel? No, I'd, I'd understand, like, it's a rebuild. Yeah. We're going to need the first year. You've got to give them time. Mm-hmm. I'd want to see good football, yep. first of all. Yeah. I want to see attacking football. That's, that's champagne, champagne football. Yeah. Just let me enjoy watching my club again. <laughs> and then... And then after that, we can see what what happens because we we're not going to get all the signings in one window. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But it's a, it's a it's a process. I'm willing to stick with it if they show signs that oh we're gonna we're gonna play attacking football. And so I think the first year we should be aiming for like I think top six. Yeah. Just try and like challenge for the the cups. Yep. Just, just get the rebuild underway, and then after that, just try and get, or maybe the top four, and then after that, just try and build momentum for like, because we are, we are good enough, or we would have the players for potentially a title charge. Yeah. Depending, well, we don't know the circumstances in. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to say, but I'd like to think that we could one day challenge for the title again. Mm-hmm. Tom. Um, yeah, I think if you bring in all those players, like you've got to be at least challenging for the top four in the first season. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's just like you go naturally um, progress, hopefully, and eventually reach title challenging again. But I'm not gonna, lie, I'm not sure I see it, especially with the clubs improving around them, with like yeah. Chelsea, Man City. It's gonna be hard. Yeah, Liverpool are gonna be back probably. So it's going to be difficult, but I think you just want to see progression and at least a top four challenge yeah. in the first season. Arsenal, Arsenal as well because they got belt, Arsenal as well because yeah. they got Arteta in charge, and he's a brilliant manager. So um. <laughs> we're coming for the title next year, and Arteta's got a three-year plan for the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Three. What was his three-year plan again? Uh, I think it was top four this season. Yeah. Title challenge next season, and then Champions League in the third. <laughs> what win the That's Champions League or? Kind of oh yeah, no, I remember that actually. It was like we're going to win the Champions League in three years. Um, yeah, yeah, not so, not so. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I agree. Um, what I kind of had written down because um, I again Lopetegui for me would be the man. I I had written down. I think it would take a bit of a, a bit of time to integrate, and also 
I feel like Jose sometimes leaves a bit of a. It just if when Jose exits, he leaves a bit of a bad a bad taste in in the mouth yeah. of both the fans and of the players. So it sometimes can take a bit of time to to just fix the problem, the holes that Jose hasn't plugged, um, or the holes that need to be plugged because Jose's been playing Fellaini in midfield or Antonio Valencia at right back or kind of that kind of stuff where Jose's happy to do it, but another manager isn't. Um, so. I think it would take a while to integrate, but next season I'd be looking at because I think Tottenham will be in the Europa League anyway. Because I don't know, do you do you still get a Europa League spot for the League Cup? Yeah. So and so, obviously because yeah. City have a spot anyway, that spot will go to Tottenham, as far as I understand. Um, yeah. So they'll be in the Europa League. I mean, bringing in Lopetegui, I'd be looking to win the Europa League. I think if you're in the Europa League, you should try and win it. Um, and I'd also, I'd agree with Daniel, just looking to be competitive in the Cups because, again, trophies are something that are very, you know, that Tottenham fans are um, hold very dearly and very importantly. And I think that was one of the reasons behind Mourinho getting the job was the, the whole he'll fire them to a trophy. Um, but then I think the vision would have to be to come in the top four over the next few seasons and maybe win an FA Cup or win, you know, progression in the Champions League I just don't see but I think again with City United Liverpool and Chelsea I think that will probably be the top four next season if Liverpool get their act together over the summer I just feel like Tottenham won't get not they'll get left behind but I do think they need to make a managerial change if they want to be in that top four conversation because if they have Mourinho next season and like relatively the same squad, I just I could see them falling further down the table. To be honest, they're just very uninspiring. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. We need a change. Yeah. So we've done it. We've done another podcast on Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a it's been it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. I really enjoyed that one, and I really enjoyed the research that went into it. But. Um, Final word, Tom. Jake, Paul, Ben Askren. Who's going to win? <laughs> <laughs> Great. First of all, before I even say, I don't care. And second of all, Jake Paul. <laughs> Daniel, who's going to win? You know what's going to be interesting? It's going to be interesting when Jake Paul hits him and he doesn't go down. That's going to be... That's, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I... I mean, I'm not going to watch the fight. Um, but I do... I, I am just... Because obviously when he hit him in the press conference, like Ben Askren didn't even flinch. So... I'm wondering if like Jake Paul actually has like no hitting power and it just looked like he had power before. Cause, no, don't, cause, take, don't take anything from press conferences. That's yeah, I know, but at the same time, I'm just... I know, but at the same time, I'm just thinking like, if Jake Paul really doesn't have any power, then... But I, I think the... I genuinely think some of the sparring footage from Askren's camp is just fake. Like, he can't be that bad, surely. We'll see on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> I just think Honestly, I just, just one of I think he might have put them yeah. enough for me to really make a judgment on it. At least Jake Paul's actually boxed before. So Daniel boxing Daniel Tay's boxing expert, who's gonna win? I'm gonna go to Jake Paul. <laughs> 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 oh, I think I think that's maybe a good note to leave on. <laughs> yeah. No, that is the, by the way, Ben Askren's gonna win. Um no um <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. I, I don't know. I want to say Ben Askren because I hate Jake Paul, but and I, I I think Jake Paul will probably do him on technique. To be honest, I don't think it will be a knockout because I just can't see Jake Paul having the power to put Ben Askren down. Um, yeah, 
But anyway, <laughs> that that has been Tottenham podcast with a tiny bit of Ben Asker and Jake Paul at the end. <laughs> if you have enjoyed, um, please let us know. Um, let us know what you want to see us do in the future. Um, we might. I don't know if we'll get another one out before exams. But after the exams, which my exams finish on the 10th of May. I don't know about you, Tom. Do yours finish on 10th? I think, I think I'm the same. Yeah. I can't say I've looked at Yeah. So yeah. we'll probably be more prolific after exams have finished. But there might not be another uh, podcast for another month or so. But please, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, let us know on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. If you're listening to this, you know, just, just let us know and um, give us some feedback. Daniel, thank you for coming on again. Um, thank you for having me. You're always welcome on this podcast. I hope you know that. Um, a very loyal was, supporter. It was very, and, very fun. Yeah. The first two-time guest of the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Show. First two-time guest. He's been on. He's been on. <laughs> I feel honoured. I feel honoured. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel is the yeah. He's <laughs> he's basically he's basically going to be on it every week. <laughs> uh, nah, it's great. It's great to have Daniel on and Tom as always. Thank you so much for co-hosting and um, we will see you guys soon, hopefully. after just, just watch after the 10th of May because then we should actually be uploading regularly. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.